On this episode of Resi Week, DISH helps integrators cut the cord, Cedia has a national awareness survey, and is energy management the next big thing? All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 139. It's energy efficient. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by SDVOE, the platform for networked AV, and by Christy Digital. Welcome to Resi Week. This is your weekly wrap-up of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for avnation.tv. And today I'm pleased to be joined by Vin Bruno. He is the CEO of Reva. How are you doing, my friend? Terrific. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much for being here. And we have Arlen Schweiger. He is the managing editor of CE Pro. How are you, sir? I'm great. It's Friday. Thanks for having me on, Matt. It is. We're, we're, we're sneaking a show in early because I'm actually going on vacation next week. Very uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We're taking the kids for the first time. So it'll be an adventure. <laughs> Where are you going? Uh, we're going to the Muskokas, so north of Toronto, cottage country. Hopefully, we'll catch some leaves um, turning, and I'll play some golf and not get in trouble for my wife. We'll, we'll see go. how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's kick enjoy. this right off. Sorry? said enjoy it. I, I'm hoping to. Uh, right now, the forecast is for rain, so we'll see what happens. Uh, let's kick this right off with a story that comes to us from CE Pro. Uh, Dish Network is encouraging uh, integrators to get into cord cutting and the cord cutting business. Uh, demonstrated at CD Expo 2018, uh, Dish went over a lot of their Sling TV uh, streaming services as well as their Air TV player uh, that provides home tech integrators with opportunities to to handle those those clients and and still get them into streaming services, i.e. they don't have to sell an actual physical dish. Um, Arlen, I want to start with you on this because this came out of obviously your company. This has been a, gl- a growing trend within the industry that we're seeing more and more consumers cutting cords, getting away from those massive cable and satellite bills. Sure. Um, but for a long, a long portion of time, a long period of time, and for a large number of integrators, selling dish services and and installing you know satellite dishes and and cable boxes and and things like that we're a large part of a lot of integrators businesses as the cord cutting has changed that's obviously gone away a little bit what does this kind of move mean for those integrators that were selling those services and offering those services well you know dishes frank philippus is uh, he's quoted throughout the article and, you know, he says a couple of things in there that are really hard to argue with. Um, one being that the content, video content delivery is, is changing. And there's, you know, appears to be no end in sight to what's that, what that's doing. And it's really changing, you know, the way that um, integrators are going to be asking, you know, talking to their potential clients about what kind of video they want and how they want it. Um, and the other thing that he said, you know, is that there aren't any business models or revenue models for dealers from streaming media. So, you know, there, that's going to be your, your $64,000 question is, 
where do you go? You know, if you're if you have been doing satellite for a while and now you have to look for cord cutters, what do you what do you do with that? And you know, I personally, I think um, you know we're going to talk about what could be a, a core service uh, in terms of you know the core for the smart home. I think we we're going to talk about energy management in an upcoming story. But really, I think when it comes to cord cutters, or at least trying to monetize this in some way, I think it has to be the home network, and the home network is going to be that core service. And of course, CD has been pushing it, and other groups have been pushing the network. But really, when it gets down to it, you know, these days, if 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 consumers are really going to be relying on that much streaming for all their video needs, and you know, especially when it comes to even 4K these days, which we know Netflix is doing, YouTube is doing, mm-hmm. you know, they have to have reliable, bulletproof networking at home, and integrators need to show that they can provide that. And of course, the other sort of thing in tandem with that is that that opens up the possibility, I think, for them to actually, you know, beyond the products that they use to install the home networks, um, the monitoring that goes with it and being able to get some recurring revenue from that because if anything should happen to the streaming ability, you know, they're going to go to the integrator first and say, hey, what, what gives with this? Very good. Vin, when we, when we look at this, part of the conversation that always comes up, at least when it happens to, to, to me and in, in my company, is we get... Uh, homeowners, consumers asking us for recommendations mm-hmm. in this. Um, when it was cable and satellite, you know, it was really a, well, pick A or B, whoever you lo- you dislike the least, mm-hmm. use their service. Now that streaming is, you know, so at the forefront, cord cutting is such a big deal. Uh, you no longer have to have that, you know, two, $250 a month bill to get the majority of content you want how much of the onus is on integrators to educate and, and explain and, and guide their, their customers down a path of this, you know, cord cutting realm, if that's what they want to do. Because mm-hmm. it's not really our, you know, our business to do that, but it's falling on us, isn't it? Well, you know what I, so I, it's part of the discovery process, right? How do you consume your content? What do you like to watch? I mean, uh, and then it, it really, it's, it's really our opportunity to, to guide it and optimize it. You know, like the, the best Crestron systems that, you know, I saw deployed are ones that don't have numbers for television stations at all, but they have your favorite, you know, mm-hmm. they have your favorite content. You know, I would like CNBC and ESPN and, Ion television, and that's what the touchscreen. You press one of those three buttons. Not you didn't have to know that ESPN is on channel 36. So mm-hmm. it really, you know, it is up to us. But in that article, you know, I, I don't know that Dish is encouraging uh, cord cutting, but what they're doing is is getting in front of it. You know, mm-hmm. what Frank stated was that it, you know, it's a reality. It's happening. And I, I applaud Dish for thinking of our community in providing, you know, uh, you know, devices for which we can profit from. You know, uh, again, you know, 
I, I go back to the days of when the iPad came out and everybody thought that Crestron was dead because now there's a cheaper touchscreen. You know, the, the reality is, you know, integrators don't make money, you know, using uh, iPads as, as touchscreens and Crestron provides you profit opportunities. So DISH is going about this the right way. Cord cutting is a reality and uh, and they came up with, uh, you know, the the black boxes, so to speak, the interfaces mm -hmm. in, in order for all of us to profit from. And, um, and to the integration community, uh, you know, the best integrators out there want to own the cable boxes. They want to own the dish, you know, and direct TV interfaces and then tie it into the whole home uh, control system. Very good. All right, gentlemen, let's move on to our next story of the day. This comes to us from Residential Systems. Cedia has announced their key takeaways from a national awareness study. Uh, Cedia has revealed their findings from the study that they put on uh, and, and carried it out through the Farnsworth Group. A couple key takeaways uh, were that when um, essentially home builders, architects, interior designers are subbing out smart home technology. Uh, this says that they're using a CDA contractor 45% of the time, 74% of interior designers and 61% of uh, architects are looking for subcontractors to install smart home tech. Uh, one of the other really big ones is that 63% of home builders are doing this work themselves. And if they are contracting it out, they're tending to use an electrician. Um, one of the, the really encouraging numbers out of all of this is that close to 70% of home builders are aware of Cedia as well, or, or compared to 58% of architects and 35% of interior designers are aware of Cedia. Um, Vin, I, I wanna start with you on this one. Uh, you've obviously been involved with Cedia for, for quite a while. Um, doing multiple things, but at, at a time being the CEO, uh, I, for full disclosure, am on the board of Cedia. Uh, so this is something that we pay a lot of attention to. But Vin, when you look at this, this study, there are some really interesting numbers here, and there are some numbers that are surprising. What, in, what of these numbers did you find the biggest surprise with? Either the higher the number, the greater the surprise, because it sure doesn't seem like, you know, enough home builders and remodelers are, uh, you know, utilizing our technology integration community. And, you know, um, I live in an area where there's a lot of housing starts here and, you know, and really some all-star uh, technology integrators. And they, you know, to this day, this moment, having left a meeting with a couple of superstar technology integrators just moments ago um they're trying to crack into that you know construction business mm -hmm. um so and and you know these guys they're mike restrepos and todd anthony pumas and matt montgomery i mean you know cedia we have not done our job yet okay mm -hmm. now the, the other thing is what tech you know is that study referring to are we talking about automated you know, door locks and doorbells, because I, 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 I highly doubt that we're talking about, you know, full-blown control systems. Uh, and I know that we're not talking about home theaters, because there's, you know, until I do my job right at Rava, you know, <laughs> we, we, you know, we're not selling enough as a, as a community uh, home mm -hmm. theaters through the builder market. 
So, um, so yeah, a lot of those numbers are striking. So I, I, I wish that I had the information about what technology we were referring to. Yeah, very good. Arlen, when you look at this, and we talked kind of pre preamble to the show, um, just about some of these numbers and some of the situations, uh, that is always the biggest concern, though, is that we don't usually know what is referred to uh, and, and what the technology is that they're referring to when they say that they're installing it or they're, they're looking to use a CD member for. When you look at these kind of re, um, reports, knowing that we don't know what those numbers are directly you know, correlated to, where do you find the accuracy of these you know, kind of reports? Where's the validity in them? It's, uh, it's a good question. You know, I think really for something like this that, you know, CD comes out with, you really just have, I think, have to talk to the members and see, see where that validity is, get the anecdotal evidence about that. Um, because, you know, there are some, there are clearly some disconnects. So, you know, it's one of those things, how exactly do you know what they're talking about? Um, you know, there was a number in there about the 74% of interior di uh, designers that are looking to use subcontractors, and only 35% of them said that they were aware of Cedia. So the question is, is well, how you know how are they finding the people? Um, and you know, it's a good question. They just mean that uh, you know CD guys should be using Google SEO better to try and make those connections. Um, I can tell you in terms of interior designers, you know, it's one of those things. I went on the, uh, the design connection tour. The, they did two, two days at the Cedia Expo mm -hmm. um, where they had, I believe it was 15, 15 designers that they invited uh, and hosted at the event. And they brought them around to 10 different booths and invited the pro to tag along to one of the days and check it out. And, you know, they, I can tell you that they were very green when it came to technology. So it, it is one of those things where you do, you have to, you have to question it um, and really kind of dig in and, and talk to those people. And, you know, when I was on that tour, these designers were, they were asking very basic questions. They were asking, how much does this stuff cost? You know, they were asking um, in terms of, you know, looking at, say, a subwoofer. Um, you know, do we really need that thing out there? Happy to learn that you can place a subwoofer in the ceiling now. Um, they were, but they were asking about, you know, voice control. That was a big thing for them because I think at least for something like that, they have some awareness. But then there was a whole lot that, you know, they need to understand that the integrators, you know, if you can't just slap voice control and say it's a smart home, there's work to be done to make it actually do what consumers want it to do. So, you know, they were very impressed when they were at the Lutron booth and, you know, it was integrated with Josh AI and the audio system and the shades. And so when, and when they came in and someone gave a voice command, everything worked like magic. And, you know, you could see the designers' heads were kind of turning at that as a big wow factor where, you know, we've known about that kind of thing being able to happen, you know, the voice control obviously being added now, but for that kind of thing to happen um, for years. So, you know, the question is, is where are the designers getting their information and how much are they really able to talk to their consumers about potential technology 
and then bring those projects to CE pros. And, you know, if 74% are looking to subcontractors, how are they, how are they going to then find those integrators? If only 35% are aware of Cedia mm -hmm. and they even know, you know, what kind of key phrases to Google when it comes to that. Well, and I think that's really the, you're hitting on the biggest point of all of this is awareness of CD is good. The local awareness, for example, of my company in my city is mm -hmm. better, but developing those relationships is, is likely needing to be paramount. Getting to a, a position where you have a, a good relationship with a, with a builder or an integrator or an architect is key. And, you know, I think a lot of times the messages get, you know, shifted and, and not presented very well. Right. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, like you said, for your, for your company, um, it's, you know, how do you market yourself to some of those other trades and get your name out there? And, you know, from what Vin was saying about, you know, a lot of housing starts where he is, um, I'm down in the, the Raleigh, the Triangle area in North Carolina, and there are tons of housing starts going on. And a lot of times you'll drive by and you'll see, uh, you'll see signs for the builders, but then you don't see other trades that are involved there. And you know, mm -hmm. wouldn't it be great to drive by and see like a model home where out in front of the home, there's a sign like you would see for someone who does landscaping that, hey, here's the technologist. Let's mm -hmm. get their sign out there if you're a builder. And, yeah. you know, I honestly don't know how much of that goes on. We, you know, we hear about integrators going to like lunch and learn events and, you know, joining the, um, you know, the trade societies of some of these other groups so they can attend meetings and all that. Uh, but, you know, there's definitely a lot of work to be done. Yeah. Well, Arlen, uh, in December, somebody sent me a, uh, an email. And the subject in the email was, Alexa, how do I get in on this smart home thing? And it was, uh, you know, it's a, an, a, a National Association of Home Builder chapter. Mm -hmm. It was one of their meetings. It was in Bridgewater, New Jersey. And so I took the time to drive down there and, you know, join the dinner. To my surprise, there were about 150 people in the room. And they included, uh, you know, home builders, electrical contractors, uh, custom home builders, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they, they, it was a pretty close club. I had the privilege of sitting with the, uh, the president of the organization, the executive director of the organization, the owner of a custom home builder, and the owner of an electrical contracting firm. And I was about six feet from the presenters, you know, two competing technology integrators. And they, they couldn't have done a better job of alienating everyone in the room. And I was infuriated by it as a <laughs> guy through and through, you know, uh, one of the comments was, uh, you know, you guys are just the home builder. We own the, uh, the customer. Well, hmm. you own the customer. I heard a gasp behind me in one of the tables. Uh, you know, another comment was, you know, if, uh, you know, if the TV goes out, you electricians in the room aren't going to take the call at 10 o'clock at night. We do. Well, you just implied to everyone in the room that, you know, installing technology is going to make the TV go out because, you know, builders like code and when everything is to code, everything works. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, my discussions with my group at my table, you know, the owner of that custom home building uh, company, he said to me, he goes, Vin, 
we want technology, but just can't we do it ourselves? You know, and my response to that was, no, you can't do it yourself unless you, you know, if you want to put, you know, Alexas and Google Homes and, you know, uh, ring doorbells, you could do that. That's not difficult to do, but that's not the whole home. You're not mm-hmm. giving your clients what, you know, the, the technology lifestyle provides. And I'm, I'm referring to a simplified technology lifestyle. So uh, I'll share this with you about Reva. You know, Reva is not a commodity item and it is separate from the, you know, the automation throughout the house. So, you know, we have, you know, one project in particular, uh, a client came to us because they know Theo Calamaracus and we're about to finish, you know, a $300,000 theater uh, for this homeowner. So it's a young couple with five young children and they built a beautiful theater inside a hundred year old house. We brought in the technology integrator to do the installation of all the components and calibrate the, the Barco Loki uh, projector. That integrator is thrilled with us because he walked away with more than $200,000 of whole home integration work. Mm-hmm. He put in a control four system. So in that particular case, the technology in the home led with the theater, which the clients understand because it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. The theater is independent of anybody else's control system. We just, you know, deliver the theater with a Neo uh, controller and you can, you know, start your movie, dim your lights, pause your movie, lights come on. That's simple, that simplicity. And then it's up to the integrator to tie in the theater to the rest of the home if, in fact, the home has it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying is the opportunities. And with respect to the builders, in my own campus, we're, we're headquartered in Westchester County, uh, New York. In my own campus, we have, you know, these nice buildings. And just outside our building, home, uh, Toll Brothers is building a 26-home yeah. community. So I walked in to the sales office and I said, how many homes are left to sell? These are $1.2 million homes. They said there are six left. I said, great. I want a house with a finished basement and a home theater. How do I get it? And the salesperson at Toll Brothers said, well, we'll hook you up with the uh, finished basement, can't help you with the theater. And I said, boy, I've got something for you. And my point (laughs) in that story is that there aren't enough of us technology professionals in this community communicating to home builders. No, and I I think that's the biggest thing that you read in this report is that the community and to be fair as an integrator, I can't rely on Cedia to do that job for me. I can't rely on Cedia to, to fish that, that pond for me. I have to go out and and personally get in front of people. And that's something that we're not great at doing in the industry. So it's very encouraging that there's a lot of opportunity out there. We'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, Let's hit our last story of the day real quick before we have to go. This comes to us from Residential Tech Today, making energy management the core of a smart home. Uh, the, the gist of this story is essentially that we can start to use energy management as a lead-in to full you know, technology within the home. And it's something that the majority of homeowners are very interested in just the same way that you can use security as your selling point to get into the home. Arlen, I want to start with you on this one. When we look at 
energy and energy management. There are a lot of devices out there that we can automate and mm -hmm. control that are energy related, whether it be light switches, you know, the, the dongles that go into outlets, you can turn an outlet on and off, sure. uh, things such as that. There, there's a ton of those on the market. There's not a lot of products on the market that are actually allowing you to measure and, and quantify what you're doing whenever you're, you know, interfacing with those devices. Is that the, the holdup between, you know, using energy management as a, as a sales feature? Well, you know, I think it's one of those things, Matt, where, you know, we've talked about energy management um, in the industry for years now. And really, you know, if you look at smart integrators, they've been selling this energy management. Um, you know, if you've sold light, if you sold lighting control, basically, hopefully you've been pitching energy management as one of the key selling points for that. Um, you know, and for, I want to say, you know, several years ago, there was a real push to make everything green and, you got a lot of um, a lot of products around that energy monitoring, and and you have these dashboards where people could see kind of here's where your energy is going, and you know I think it's one of those things where um, you know consumers are investing a lot of money, especially if they're going to be using a home automation and lighting control and all that, um, and they really want to see you know if you can if you can show them tangible results. Uh, of, of that ROI, then that is something where, you know, you can really prove your value as an integrator and it can certainly expand into, you know, all sorts of other avenues for revenue. Um, but, I, but I think you're right. And, you know, there are some products that do that or do the energy, um, energy, energy monitoring, but not necessarily energy management where you can then tie that in and schedule things. Now, of course, I, you know, at Cedia this year, we were seeing um, a lot of really big picture energy companies that were there, like uh, Sonnen and Rosewater and Racepoint was with Savant. And, you know, they were doing uh, activities where they, they were showing that you could, you know, you could do um, load management, load shedding, uh, battery backup, things like that, where, you know, you can kind of tie it into automation and have basically stored energy used um, at times when it wasn't peak utility uh, hours. And so you could do things like that, but of course those, those systems are really up there in price. So I think one of the things, one of the keys would be kind of getting something like that down in price, but you know, those systems are also for humongous houses really. Yeah. Um, and you know, if integrators are able to show those savings or, you know, take a bill, take the bill, have your, you know, say, hey, Mr. Client, you know, I'd love to take a look at your bill and show you the difference between before and after. Um, you know, it's definitely something where integrators can go in and sort of prove their worth. But, you know, energy management on its own, I think, has been a key selling point for, for years and years. Very good. Then um, we're, we're going to close with this, give you the last word on it. With things like Eaton Smart Breakers and stuff like that, we are really starting to get there to where you're not required to have all these additional pieces of hardware to start monitoring it. Now that that is, you know, here and, and shipping has energy management become really the next big thing. 
No, it has not become the next big thing, unfortunately. And I, I'll say this, you know, I, with Cedia, I, I used to talk to integrators and homeowners and say, a Cedia home is elegant, it's fun, it's luxurious, it's safe. And I would end with, and it's energy efficient. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in the residential community, you know, you, you don't feel like the passion for energy management. In the commercial side, right, where in buildings, it's, it's lighting, escalators and elevators that use most of a building's energy, then, you know, the BIM systems there actually show an ROI. Yeah. And I feel like we're at a point where the integrators don't make a big enough deal about how automation in the home can actually pay for itself over time with energy. Lutron tried it with a campaign that I absolutely loved with their dimmers. Put mm-hmm. two dimmers, put two dimmers in your house, you know, and over time, you know, this is how much energy you'll save. And it was a brilliant campaign that had a short life for, for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Very good, gentlemen. We're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Vin, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Rava, where can they do that? Uh, well, try our configurator and design your own theater at uh, Rava.com and hit the configurator tab. You can reach me at uh, Vincent.Bruno at Rava.com, R-A-Y-V-A. And uh, my hashtag is at VinBruno61 for Twitter and Facebook. And I'm easy enough to find. Beautiful. Thanks again for being here. Uh, Arlen, always a pleasure when you're here. Uh, Tell people where they can connect with you and uh, see more about CE Pro. Sure. Thanks. Thanks again for having me on today, Matt. Um, You can go to CEPro.com for all of our all of our editorial coverage. Um, I'm on Twitter at just at Arlen Schweiger. I'm on LinkedIn, um, and there's you know Twitter obviously for CE Pro as well. CE underscore PRO. Beautiful. Thanks again for joining us. For myself, if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at Matt D. Scott on Twitter and every other social platform. But more importantly, please stop by Aviation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our underwriters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you support them as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week.